Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Inspiration for Your Soul. I'm Callie Rawson, and I find it very fitting that this episode with Arnaud Collery is being broadcast during World Happiness Week. He was the pioneer in several fields, chief happiness officer training being one of them. His impact as a storytelling coach inspired thousands of CEOs and more than 150 organizations, foundations, and companies. Arnaud Collery is an enlightening soul who launched Humanova, a video platform for personal development courses paving the way for promising futures. He shares how his journey and struggles as a comedian and filmmaker led him to create a way to fast-track human potential and unite like-minded humans from around the world. Learn more at Humanova.com. Thanks for listening. I'm super excited to have you as a guest, Arnaud. You're a visionary and among the first happy executives out there. Did you create that title for yourself? I, I sort of dusted it off. Okay. I found this, this term, which almost no one was using at the time in 2013, 14. And I sort of took up the dust from it and I sort of embody, tried to embody it anyway. But originally when I met you, you were in Los Angeles, roller skating, filming a documentary. Can you share a little bit with the audience about where, what you were doing then and where you've come and what you're doing now? Well, every day I'm so grateful for the what, six years or so I spent in uh, LA. And actually I went to LA in 2005, yeah, 2004, 2005. And I went originally like almost everyone else to be an actor. Uh, but then I found myself making a living as a screenwriter, director of some shorts, and I found my coding for at least a few years at a time in, a, in comedy, doing stand-up comedy, and loved it. I spent four years almost every night on stage. I did a, you know, a few series and TV shows, and, and it became like my life. Because I was doing comedy, I was able to sell scripts or doing other things. And then we met probably just before I... Uh, just before I went to China, shoot this mockumentary, and part of it was shot in LA. It was called Klaus Pierre, and it's been a big part of my life. 2008, 2010, yeah, and I came back to LA in 2010, and then I left LA in 2011 or so. Are you still doing filmmaking of any sorts or stand-up comedy? So our new project, Use Video. And, and, and I'll tell you in a minute what we do. We just launched last week, humanava.com, and sort of a personal growth platform. What we do is we video the best, uh, uh, the best teacher, coach, entrepreneur on, on master human skills, right? Things like well-being and purpose and compassion, and happiness at work. And we just shot today as well, a bit tired. We shot the whole day, the class on burnout. I'm using video now as a medium and I'm still using stage because, uh, you know, until COVID, I was 50% of my life was doing keynote speaking. And right, so everything I learned in keynote speaking was from my years in LA as a stand up comedian. But I'm not a filmmaker anymore, really, except those. I'm a video maker, but not a filmmaker. But one day I'll go back. 
but one day I'll go back. I loved it so much. And, you know, film is my, my maybe my number one passion, and my my almost equally number one passion is people coaching, helping people to be to be better than they are already. Actually. Oh, that's amazing. So tell us a little bit about this burnout video that you just created yesterday. Um, what's did something stand out for you that causes burnout and how you can overcome it? So the most important thing we, we, we knew, we understood today, uh, so we shot it with a specialist of burnout. Her name is Aude Silly, she's, she's based in France, and she really says when the pleasure, and, you know, pleasure versus work start to diminish so much, when just work is just overtaking your whole life and there's not enough pleasure, then according to her anyway, you need to make a stop and you, you need to reevaluate your priorities. And, and it's okay if it's like one day or two days because it's, it's a cycle. But for her, it's, you know, if it's over three weeks where you see the decline of pleasure and work and you know it's going to be a long-term thing, you know, it's called the, the for her, it's the message that your body uh, send, send to you, right? And usually you start with, you know, headache and there's a there's a there's even a definite musk muscle like there's a muscle from your neck that goes down up to your arm down to your end which is like the basic signal for almost every burnout and most people think oh it's okay it's just a burning sensation burning sensation and it's actually the beginning of burnout wow and most people say it's okay it's fine i just keep going keep going and, and we also learned today that most burnout, it's because, it's not because people are weak, or it's not because people are not where they're supposed to be, but it's also because people are so involved and they love their work so much and they want to give it all and they just don't know how to prioritize their work versus their home, versus their friends, and you need a balance. It's okay for like a year, six months. But you need absolutely a balance and you need to have some pleasure outside of work, according to her. Fascinating. Oh, this is so great. So so you started this company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, it's a new and how do you pronounce it? How, Humana? Yeah, it's called Humanava. Oh, Humanava. Yeah, so human, like American human. Mm -hmm. And Manava, which is actually Indian Sanskrit, for humanity so oh. it's how to bring back humanity as the center for center stage of everything uh, in your work and personal life so it's but, a project doing with my wife who was who was a video producer her, her whole life mm, this is so wonderful and so you and your wife work together yeah. that's so wonderful it's like you and your husband now yes we do and we complement each other and it's really beautiful. Did you have children? We have one children, he's gonna get three years old. <gasps> Congratulations. Thank you, it's, uh, it's great. And what's his name? Aiden. Oh, so wonderful. A-A-Y-D-E-N. How do you feel about being a parent? I love it. I mean, I, you know, I knew it was going to be difficult. I didn't know. 
to the point, you know, especially having a kid after 45. I mean, I just turned 45 when uh, when he was born. So, you know, and and we had decided to move back to France, and then I had to take care of my dad. And now we're starting a company with the kids. It's both it's both so enriching because you go back in a home and from the, 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 the you know the, the hard work of starting a company and then you see your kid but then it's you know it's also a lot of a lot of energy so you know it's it's uh, uh, of course first thing is a blessing and I'm grateful every day but it's also a lot of a lot of work especially when you want to do good because we see we see so many parents they just have a kid and you just that's it they just have a kid around us and and they don't care to have three four five kids around and for them it's just but we want to put all our attention because we waited so many years right we i guess what we call now conscious parenting which is a new uh, right a new way of looking at parenting being conscious of everything you're saying to the kid uh, every moment you're spending with him you know we're putting him in a Montessori type of school and then we you know, we ask him even if he's young, you know, how was your day? What was surprising? What did you get out of your day? You know, as when he's barely speaking, right? We we, we think it's so fascinating and important. And, and, and we know it's gas, right, for him. It's gas for his future. It's gas for his future happiness. It's investment of ourselves for his future self. We, you know, uh, and especially that I have it late, right? So I'm like, something happened if i'm not around you know and he's still a young man and i want to you know we we want to know that we would have put every not everything but almost everything we have to bring him anyway so so it's uh yeah it's uh, it's i mean as i said my friend if you really um conscious doing your work of your parents of, of as a parent conscious of the time you spend it's 50 percent less of work than i used to do 50 percent so it's not my my life is as before. No, it's I mean it's really fifty percent of my mental space. It's in. Wow. It's, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing, though. You're creating an extraordinary human being that you're going to be leaving this legacy for him because you know when you decided to create this title of happy, making sure that people were happy in their work, you know that that did move people in a direction that really was vital like for the life of of humanity so thank you you've always been such a a bright soul bright spirit just an incredible person that gives so much you're very generous and you have a special quality and Thank you for sharing that with people. Thank you, thank you. It's uh, you know, always good to know that the message is well perceived and it's uh, it's helping people, right? It's, it's yeah, you've always inspired me, even in your days of doing stand-up. You know, you've always inspired me. The person that you are, the things that you do. Um, and when did you start Humanova? Humanova was just started. It was 18 months in the process. We start really working on it a year ago, and we launched last week. <gasps> Congratulations! It's Why been not? a. Mm-hmm. And so, will you be using this platform, this Humanova, 
to do your keynote speak it, speaking engagements in the future? Most likely not. We, we're going to keep it for, you know, it's really a personal growth platform. So oh, okay. I, the, the way we want to work with it is just to feature master classes, right? Mm -hmm. So master class of 90 minutes on average, mm -hmm. that sequences in five to 10 minutes pieces uh, from teacher all over the world, right? That's the goal, right? Many of them I already know, we work with them for a few weeks. And then when we think the timing is right, uh, we launch we launch their masterclass. And the goal is to have, you know, between 20, 25 masterclass a year to start with. That's wonderful. I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing keynote speaking when stage come back, because I love it, I still love the stage. But right now, that's the next, you know, my, my, my energy now is mostly finding speaker, coaching them to the level I want, and then, and then doing, shooting the best masterclass we can, and then hopefully inspiring thousands, thousands of people for that. So you've been living in France again for how many years? One year. Wow, where were you living before? We were in New York for almost 10 years, nine years in New York. Is that where you met your beautiful wife? Oh, I met her in LA, she's a, she's a valley girl. I mean, she's right to the, to the country of, of, uh, of Bordeaux, that's where I live now, right? Mm -hmm. Bordeaux, Bordeaux wine. She's very happy to be here. But we spent the following nine years in New York. And, but California is in my heart forever. I, mean, I feel a, I, one day I want to live back in, a, in, in LA or somewhere in California. Yeah, California has a unique coastline. The weather is truly extraordinary. We recently moved to Maine one year ago. Why? Uh, to take care of um, an aging parent. So. It was the main reason for me to. My dad is got a huge problem, and I need to be there. I'm. I'm. I maybe would not have come back to France. Is he doing okay now? Oh, it's a tough one. So just just have to be here. So. I'm so glad that you're there. Yeah, yeah we. Yeah, we we were open to both my wife and I, you know, uh, you know, and then we have a kid, so great. You know, many of our friends don't have kids, and, and you know, if if they fulfill, I don't think it's a must for everyone, especially especially when you're already doing your purpose, like you, and you're already doing keynotes, podcasting, and writing. So if you're already you're having an impact in the world, I think it's almost mandatory for those people who just have a you know, a life on autopilot. They have a, like whatever job and then they go home and then they need something. If people like you already have a purpose, they have an impact, they, they're creative, they're using their talents, it's great to have a kid, but I don't think it's as necessary as the rest of the, of the world might not following a, a creative or impact path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I heard that young children are committing suicide from 5 to 11. And I thought, why would that be? Because they didn't have anything to inspire them. And a lot of times people see people on Instagram or social media, whatever it is, and they see their lives. And they don't realize that people have moments 
of suffering because people are always posting all these positive things. So I wanted to share, I mean, I wanted my guests to share a time in their life that they felt very challenged and felt like they were derailed. Would you share, do you, do you remember a specific time? Yeah, yeah, of course, there's been, there's been a few, you know, and I'm pushing, I'm pushing vulnerability, so I'll be the first one to talk about it. You know, you know, before Humanava, for seven years, we created an event called Stand Up For Passion, I don't know if you saw that, and then we had those seven speakers speaking every time, seven minutes, live event about something that changed your life, that had changed their life at some point. So, for me, there's a few, but I think the most important when, when I stopped filmmaking and acting full time, 2000, I guess 2011, yeah, 2011. That's when I, eight, nine years ago now, was the film we had shot across the world, which was the comedy documentary. I could not sell it at all, and and I was so depressed. And and the problem I think is, I. I love what I did, and, and you know, the, the movie went, might not be perfect, which is fine. But the, I think the challenge for me at the time is I identify myself so much to the possible success of my journey as an actor, filmmaker at the time. And because of that, I was so burned down. I mean, it was, so we moved to New York because I was so depressed in LA, and my wife wanted to go to New York. So we had to start over anyway, just to give me a boost somewhere. And, and, and he gave her a boost, she found a good job, and then I did a lot of an interesting thing until, until, until deciding to become a, a coach in 2014. Um, but without this moment where I felt so depressed in 2010, 2010, where there's been days where I could not see a purpose, I could not see, like, where was I going? Because finally, I had done so many careers already. I mean, I had gone to many countries, doing different things. And I thought, that's it. This is who I am. And I'm a creative guy. I'm an actor. I'm a filmmaker. And then to see the, the film where we had put two years of our life going nowhere, I, I was so burned down. And I had to learn again, right, to dissociate, I think, yourself from the goals you have. It's great. And you can be a creative person, an actor, and a filmmaker, but you can't, you can't rely on your happiness for the outside success of your, of your work. Whether it's making money or not, if it's not making money, you need to find a, a different source of income. And if it's making money, great. But as long as it's fulfilling you. And it was, you know, the, I was so focused on the possible success. And so I went down, I went like, I mean, I was depressed. And for us, what helped me, two, two things really helped me. I decided to, refocused on sports more than ever and i did a marathon la marathon 2010 march 2010 and that's when i was at my lowest right i had prepared for six months and that was almost for those few months it was the only time i would get up i was like i would get up to run right to prepare myself and then i would go back to bed after after the run. but i knew if i could just keep up with the training the day of the marathon, something would happen. And it's exactly what happened. Like the day of, mar of, of, the, of the marathon, I just felt that, like everyone was done a marathon, but it could have been any kind of challenge, right? Which you know you can do. 
And that's why I think I always advise when people feel down for some reason, whether it's a, a real reason or a, a, a wrong reason. Like I should have I not feel down because of my mood. Yet I felt down. So first of all, you need to accept and find, I think, a challenge that you know you can do. I had always been a sports guy, so you know, at least have muscle memory. I can go back in it. So do whatever you have to do, you know, if it's easy for you to write or whatever it is. Uh, so yeah, I think it was one of the most difficult moments in my life uh, when I had to recreate myself and be open to whatever the universe would give me. Right? And I was open. So we moved to New York 2010 and I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm ready to whatever job, whatever job would happen. Just I need to find some sort of pleasure. That's what I focus on, because I'm a passionate guy. So I can't do anything without pleasure, and I need some joy. So I'm like we'll see what life gives me. And then I had this uh, job offer to go back to Japan, where I used to do, where I used to live, many many years before, ten years before that. And in Japan, we launched the French Tuesdays party, uh, and it was very successful. It was very successful sort of nightclub event. So it was such a, a crazy thing where I sort of, I remember myself during the meeting when, when this guy called me and I sort of fake it at the time. I'm like, you know, I thought, yeah, I'm, you know, my film didn't work well. I'm looking for a new challenge. The truth is I needed something now, both mentally and financially because I had zero. So, and he's like, you know, you speak Japanese, you used to live in Japan. Would you be interested in just going to Japan? There may be a very small budget, you know, just enough for you to live in the beginning. But as things progress, if you make a mark, we will talk. And I say, I went back to my, my wife. I said, I think I'm going to go to Japan. And, and it worked. So I spent about a year there, just time enough to financially get back on myself. But more important than financially, mentally to know I was good at something again. And it could have been anything. I mean, I, you know, I was 35 and I didn't think I would you know, be a party guy. I, 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 and I remember calling my, my therapist at the time. I was seeing a therapist in LA. And I remember, you know, I have this job offer, but I mean, it's crazy, right? Here I am depressed and I'm supposed to start the best party, the most joyful party of <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we present what you know like, plus I'm not 25 years old and I said just well and, and I mean it, it was great and then a few days later I was a few days a few weeks later I was like the happiest guy in the world I was, I was inviting people gathering the best people the best crowd of Tokyo and I was really happy so it's, you know, without my depression, I would have never been back to Japan, been paid to go back to Japan, uh, start those wonderful parties. And then I went back, you know, so, you know, and, and today, of course, I mean, 10 years later, I would never start a personal growth platform if I had not been down, like, you know, if I, if I didn't really think about the, the power of being aligned with who you are, of, you know, of, putting success on the side and, and I mean putting on the side I mean, success is a good thing you just cannot identify yourself on the outcome 
of what you do now. You do what you do now because because of so many more reasons, because of the connection you get. And and now what what I what I know also is after reinventing myself so many times since that movie happened ten years ago and also before that you never you never know also why you you, you know you you're embarking on a new career but something will happen that you don't know yet like I'm I'm still coaching people right now right every uh, on the side of my platform every Friday. I coach 10 women, French women, that are becoming life coach or executive coach. And, and I tell, I keep telling me just, you have to be very certain of your why, why you want to be a coach. Not just you're good with people and you're good at listening to people and, and, and you like to be nice and empower. No, no, what else? First, write down all the reason why you want to be a coach. And then be certain something, you will discover something about yourself during this journey. And that thing you don't know yet. And it's okay, okay that you don't know yet what is it you're after. So you have your why, and those I think for me need to be set in stone. And then you have to be um, uh, full of full of gratitude for what will happen that you don't know yet. I'll give you an example. When I decided to become a chief happiness officer in 2014, um, for some reason, I was attracted to this for many reasons. I can give you all the reasons. And, and it happened and it fulfilled me and I help a lot of people around the world. What I did not know is when I choose that work, it was the way for me to discover the Middle East and South America, for instance. And I had no idea that, you know, me who's been a big lover of America and Asia mostly, that through deciding of becoming a chief happiness officer, I would be a lot welcome in Middle East and South America because they crave this thing. They loved it for their own corporation. And so I'm, for, I'm so thankful for um, for what happened then. I'm just make sure the energy energy of my company. Um, so it, it's something it's something now that after changing my life so many so many so many times that I'm so that I love that you don't know yet. You have to have your reason why you change and convince that you will find something about the world about yourself that you do not know yet. And I'm fascinating by, the, by this thing. So for instance, my platform, I don't know yet what I would, there is all the reason why I want to do it. And I know them, I want to do a business with my wife. I want to scale and not just do my conference. Uh, I want, I really want to coach people to do the, the best uh, speaking experience online. All those uh, conscious reasons, but there's an unconscious reason and I'm excited about what is it I'm going to discover in the world, or of the world, or about me, because I just took the decision to launch that platform. It's fascinating. It's very moving. And it's all because you went for something. It didn't turn out the way you wanted. And what you learned about yourself 
you're teaching other people now and you wouldn't be doing that if that didn't happen so it it's pretty cool you know i think steve jobs always said you can always look back and see the dots but when you're going forward i like what you said the unknown you know there's there are things that you'll find out along the way and the why is so important both things just be convinced of your why write it down remind yourself the why and i remind myself the why i'm doing that platform but i also remind myself there's a reason i'm doing it which i don't know yet for instance there was this course i, I did a graduate course in amsterdam 2014 the four weeks course um, with creative people from around the world it, the, the the certificate program was called creative leadership and for some, we we could all of us we, we felt drawn we were 30 students all around 40 years old from around the world and we studied this thing but we didn't know why we were drawn but we knew we we, we wanted that thing and we were all at a point of a life where we were reinventing ourselves changing lives we wanted to be surrounded by the community and basically we did that program just so we could have a community of like-minded around the world which we still in contact without you know seven years later every single day we are in contact wow so there was a, a reason much larger than what what i got from the course mm -hmm. after all now it's it's not much what they taught me logically but from what i got from the community was amazing mm, yeah it's i find that you know someone once said you're a culmination of the top five people that you hang out with so if you're hanging out with the top five leaders in the world that's extraordinary and you'll all be communicating growing learning exponentially and, and yeah and and you know i would i would top that what you're saying in, in a what, so for instance what i'm doing with you why because i the, our website is not yet in english i mean it's going to be in english next week but the video is still in french we're going to have our english speaker in two three months from now yet the reason i want to you know do the, the podcast with you and other friends from LA and New York is I still want to have the American energy in my life because I'm back in France so it's the five people you hang out with but also the energy you want to bring right because uh, I can't hang out with my American friends they're too far yet I can get the energy in my life just just from doing accepting um, seeking out to podcast all over the world I get that that international energy and I and I need it to think my business for to, for to nourish me i need those energy right so it's such a different energy when i speak to you than when i go back to my french friends or french network very different so i but i need that i need that american energy and i live i lived around 16 years total in america so wow so, so you so can conscious effort of what is the energy i want around me yes no, no, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a terrible time right now for the psychic. I mean, you're talking about young people. My friends, my, my wife's best friend in America, her kid was 11 years old. 
has not been to school for one year and now he became antisocial. He's really scared of people, right? Because the, the school just reopened in America, but he doesn't want to go to school now. So whether it's America or France or Japan, so much, I mean, so bad for the psyche, for the burnout, for the, the psychological damage is going to be, I mean, no one talks about the burnout, the rate, but the, or the suicide rate, or the, uh, any kind of, uh, yeah, the, the effect is so dramatic. So we are addressing the mental health problem with our video on purpose and well-being, and burnout, and everything it takes for people to just keep going at least, keep going. And it's one thing to thrive, but it's really hard to tell people, you need to thrive when they just, you know, totally down, they can't thrive yet. No, they need to keep going, they'll be okay, they don't need to kill themselves, they don't need to just panic, there'll be a way out for most people, there will be a way out for most people, psychologically, financially, just have to, you know, that's what we used to say in France and, and uh, during the war, right? Uh, I mean, I've been reading of the war and, you know, uh, people say just tenir debout, tenir debout, just, just hold on, right? just keep it up. For four years of the war, right, millions and millions of people were dying, it's just, you have to keep, keep alive, you know, before, and if it takes four, five, six years, when the war is over. So for now, it's one thing to tell people, just keep it up, and then, you know, reboot yourself, you know, it will and sports and social, you know, social link, everything we know, like we talked about. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, <coughs> it's horrible. I've been talking so much today. No worries. <coughs> I had to cough too. So you actually cough so I could cough. I really appreciate that. I've been like sitting here going, <laughs> you know, as, <laughs> You know, I'm not going to probably edit that out because you know what? I, I'm just realizing like perpetuating being perfect is probably the biggest problem on the planet is perpetuating what we think is perfect. And then what happens is people are like, oh, I can't be perfect. So I've got to kill myself. Yeah. No, uh, on your point, you know, I've done, I don't know if you know, but in terms of happiness study, the happiest country in the world is always the same. Norway, Sweden, uh, Denmark. There's also usually sometimes Costa Rica in, in, within that, uh, that group. But usually it's the five, six North European country. But interesting enough, in Norway, it's, a, it's also one of the highest suicide, suicidal rates of Europe, at least. And I've been wondering, I'm like, how come? And I went to Denmark to talk about happiness and I was received by the United Nations actually. And, and I tried to just ask around and psychologists and researchers, what's going on? I don't understand this. Even in Denmark, some you know, suicide is much more than Europe. In France, for instance. French people are not as happy, but the suicide rate is quite low. So the thing is because the, 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 the quality or the rate of people being quite happy, you know, quite happy is so high. There's so many people being quite happy than those who feel a little bit down 
feel an urge to kill, kill themselves. It's crazy, right? Because the, the, the rate is so much higher than America or France or Japan, for that matter. So those who feel just under, when that person, you would have put that person maybe in, a, in, you know, in France or US, would be, I'm okay, I'm like everyone else. It's, I, it's, it's, I find it fascinating that if their suicide rate is so high, how can they say it's the happiest? I don't, I, underst I don't understand that. So I'm glad you're bringing that up. No, what, been, been, how uh, are they measuring happiness? Right, because it's on, it's on, you know, global people. Like, usually it's like, you know, more than, I don't know, 80, 90% of people think that. So if you have like, let's say 90% of people who say, you know, I'm an I'm a eight, let's say one to 10, I'm an eight, and only two of them are, you know, two. Well, the, the average is still higher, let's say that in France where people say, I don't know, I'm a five or six, right? So they're gonna be maybe not as many two in France, but the, the since the I see. So it's very interesting. Uh, it, it's a you know it's like a, when you study sociology and uh, like the darkest place in terms of unhappiness are where the the, the social um, uh, social disconnect is the highest and and the social disconnect in terms of wealth. For instance, Maldives, right? super unhappy people because they are some one of the richest people in the world living there and many people go to vacation five-star hotel but there's also very very poor people that see that every day but this the disconnect is so huge right and if you go to an island like aruba i don't know if you know aruba yes right? it's gorgeous i've been many times for work i was lucky you know it's called one happy island but i've been there 15 times and the happiness level is super high because almost everyone is the same. Almost every house, everyone has an average car, average house, you know, and there's a few very rich people like everywhere in the world, but it's a very small corner of Aruba. I don't know what is it, like 40 houses. And everyone else is the same. So you don't see disconnect. You don't see Porsches, you don't see Ferrari. You see people, everyone with the same car. So you feel actually quite good about yourself, you know. It's always the same reason, you know, Facebook, you see so many people posting happy things. So one of the reasons of happiness is, you know, who you surround yourself with, right? You know, and what's their happiness level? What's the, you know, at least, you know, official, official outlook, outlook on life is, yeah, external outlook of life. What you can see from the outside is actually quite important. Because you, you watch the inside, you watch inside for yourself. But we all human beings, so we all watch what's the what the neighbor, what the friend, what's the you know we are in a co-working space here, incubator for, for startups. Of course, I watch what's the other startup doing, you know, how much they're raising, what's the activity level, and of course, people compare themselves. It's a natural thing. But if you surround with people outside of the workplace, you know, sort of your you, it's, it's always fascinating. I, I, I did an event between, where we asked to four different coaches in uh, New York uh, the connection or difference between ambition, <coughs> ambition and happiness. It's fascinating, right? Because in order to be happy, you need to have some movement. You need to also looking forward something. To be in the present and looking forward something. 
when you look too, too much towards something, you're very ambitious. And it's great because that's ambitious people make the world change and create. And yet many, as we know, many ambitious people, not so happy. Yet we need them. And it's a great thing to be ambitious, to keep going. Yet I really think it's when you, you, you stop, identify the, 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 your happiness level to the outcome of what it is that you're doing now. Even I, though you're trying to, to make a, a good things. I really liked what you said early on about the burnout. It might not necessarily be that they're unhappy doing what they're doing. It's that their body is breaking down and they start getting signs. I find that um, what happens is people don't have a balance. Like they're ambitious, 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 but they need to spend time with nature. I really do think that nature has a way of healing us and spending time with your loved ones touching like i was reading an article the other day about we have these um neurons on our skin all over that are meant to be touched and because of this incubation period we are not getting the touch that we need luckily you have a family and you are hugging but some people that that don't there's a problem with that so you're talking about the outward stuff i love that your company's working on the inside you know and yes we're always observing the outside and like you said the one thing that we need to have is the why and something to look forward to you know that why out there in front of us and but sometimes when we're looking at our results comparing them to other people's um we just need to stay in our lane notice and cheer for those people and then and notice the other people that are not achieving as much as they'd like maybe reach our hand out and say how could a what kind of thing is going on i feel like society today is so focused on their own stuff that I think the pain might be coming from the possibility of not being able to contribute to somebody else too. I find that the biggest joy that I've had in my life when I look back is when I've been serving, when I, when I can do something for someone else. Um, of course, having success in my own life brings me joy too. Um, but I just feel that our, us as humans, we, we want to give back, just like your company. I mean, you're technically building this company to build a better world on the outside as well as the inside. So you've got it going on, young man. Thank you. Young man, I'm not sure anymore, but thank you. <laughs> you still look like a young man. <laughs> I, I get the spirit of a young man, that's what I <laughs> And I, and I want to keep it that way. <laughs> but yeah, to your point. Okay, mature, mature man, mature man. No, no, young man, go back to your. <laughs> no, you know, I was. Uh, uh, we were. We uh, we went to a, a small gathering, just a couple of us, uh, on Sunday. 
and this American girl actually living in, a, in Bordeaux as a fitness teacher. And she's like, uh, how old are you? Oh yeah, I know, I always like all the men. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not someone said an older man, but I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And, and, and that was funny, but to your point of, yes, contributing to other people, I started volunteering in 2011, summer 2011. And that's, that's when I saw how much happiness it would give me when I helped, I was doing some work in Tanzania, but it could have been anywhere. And then I, I did in 2012, East LA, actually, same work. And I was helping young people to understand their own story and express their story on stage to understand where they're coming from and, and, and you know, what are the pivot of their life. Where, where were those moments built who they are as a man or as a, as a woman? And yeah, and I never stopped since that day because I thought, oh my God, not only you're helping people, but it's like, oh my God, you're helping people, you help yourself. You help people, you help yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's also something great is usually what happens whether you help uh, is actually yeah someone you needed to meet in order to grow right we say whatever is in front of you is your teacher but it's also some often whoever is in front of you is your teacher you needed to talk to that person to help her or him for him to teach you something about yourself it's mm-hmm. low of life yeah connecting with people you know i I've always loved people. I remember that of you. I love talking to people. I, I want to know what their dreams are. So to wrap this up, I would like to know what are your dreams? Many, 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 many dreams for, I mean, for you, Manava, because I'm so much in my work right now, it's to you know, impact as many people in as many countries as possible and to have as many uh, to be as diverse as possible in terms of culture, in terms of, of colors, but in terms of also diversity of people. I really want a platform that shows, uh, you know, diversity of inspiration. You know, I want a shaman talking to you. I want, to, you know, I want a guy from Tanzania, maybe a young guy from Tanzania talking to you, an American, a French guy in Bordeaux. So really diverse, which I don't see a diverse platform. And, and for me, uh, I want the ability again to, to live around the world, right? I want to show my kid what is it America, what is it Africa, what is it Asia? That's my dream, to live in different countries in two, three years once the platform is up and running. That's my own personal dream. Um, and then my, I'll say my third personal dream is, uh, is yeah, to just learn as much as I to be as, maybe learn to be in connection to other as much, as often as I can, right? Like, like you and I right now, to have like a real connection, there's a real exchange, something, you know, we, we, we just feel by just even talking about it right here, right now, we just move the needle, right? Just feeling you, you're part of something in movement of, of the, you know, doing good is such a cliche, but you're part of the movement to just move the world forward. Mm. That, that really moved me. <laughs> yes. Um, I do believe that you will 
then you are doing that. So thank you for doing that. I, I literally saw when you said what you just said, I saw a movement that was so beautiful because this world is so needing this. It's like, it's like air almost what you're doing. You know, people, right now people need knowledge and education. We're so taught that, you know, numbers and this and that, but <clears throat> learning to create your own life, learning to create your own world is very much needed right now because we're so taught to listen to someone about how our lives should be instead of learning to create our own worlds. And it's so pivotal, so pivotal for the, the life of our world, not just humanity of itself, but of our planet. And I literally saw when you said that, but I saw the planet healing itself because we're healing ourselves through this education, through growing. And, uh, wow. <laughs> that just really made me, um, moved me and touched me. So thank you so much. I, I really think this episode is really going to touch a lot of people. Thank you, Kevin. Welcome. We are so grateful to all our listeners and supporters. And a special thank you goes out to Carla Gordy Bristol for inspiring our new show hashtag, Show Someone You Care Today. And to our fam networks for producing this episode. Have a great week, everyone.